You're listening to the Mom Inspired Show, episode 251 with Dorinda Wilson. Welcome to the Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Dorinda back on the show this week. We are going to be talking about her book, The 4-Hour School Day, and you might be wondering, what is all this about? Well, she wants to share with us that we don't have to really spend all day teaching our kids if we're going to homeschool. And she mentioned that the four-hour school day is actually for the older kids and that if you have younger kids, it's even less time. So a lot of parents like worry, like, I can't spend all this time schooling the kids or, you know, I work, I don't know how to do this. And she was just talking about how it just really works around what your family needs are. Um, A few things that we talked about is um, how can you help with your child's interests and passions um, so that they can make the learning experience more enjoyable? And also, how do you cultivate independent learning in your child so that you have more time and that your child develops more curiosity? I was mentioning to her how I think it's so easy today that kids have the answers so easily accessible that it kind of takes away their curiosity. So she talks about how she raised her kids to be curious and what that looked like. So if you are thinking about homeschooling and you're just like, I'm not sure, this is such a great episode. She talks about why she thinks it's such a great opportunity to you know, help your family get closer and also how she feels that it was just such an, a great investment um, into her children's lives. But she also talks about if you are already homeschooling, um, this book would be great to kind of give you some um, framework and other people's stories on how they make it work for them. And so I really wanted to have her back on to talk about this book and just talk again about her experience and her journey to homeschooling. So if you know someone who is homeschooling or thinking about it, make sure to share this episode and I hope you guys really enjoy it. Hey, you guys. So before we jump into the show, I just want to remind you, if you haven't heard that I did get certified as a life and weight loss coach. And I started this in January and I certified in July. And really the the reason why I wanted to do this is because I have been doing the podcast since 2016. I wanted to do the podcast to help moms, but I knew there was something more that I wanted to do in regards to helping moms. So this is really helping you guys beyond the podcast. If you're looking for more one-on-one help and you're just kind of like, I just don't know what to do. Like, what is my next step? I want to pivot. I want to start a new business. I want to change careers, or maybe you're just feeling stuck and you just don't know what to do. Like you feel like you don't know what your passion is outside of raising kids. Maybe you want to lose weight or get healthy. These are all the things that I can help you with. Um, I have been equipped by one of the best coaching schools and I have so many tools and I would love to help you. And also too, I have gone through this journey of losing weight, changing um, jobs, pivoting, uh, figuring out new things. Um, As you guys know, I became a travel agent a few years ago. I'm still doing that. But you know, COVID really took a toll on the travel industry. And so um, that's why I decided, you know what, I want to get certified as a life coach, you know, and have that as well, because I do have a podcast. And so I want to be able to share with you guys like kind of what I learned, and maybe the self doubts that I had. So if you're experiencing that, you can know that you're not alone. Like this is kind of just what to expect when you're, you know, setting out to do new things. So 
if you are having goals that you want to set or achieve in 2021, maybe 2022, I would love to help you. So set up a free consultation. It's a 30 minute consultation. Let's just see if it's a good fit. So you can email me at amber at mominspiredshow.com. If you follow me on Instagram at mominspiredliving, feel free to DM me and you can just message me saying, Hey, I heard this episode. I would love to set up an appointment. Eventually you guys, I'm getting ready to um, make my website live for my coaching site. Um, I don't have that up yet, but eventually it will. So when you're listening to this, it might actually be up by the time you hear it. And you just click the coaching tab and then you can click the button where it says set um, 30 minute free consultation, find a time that works for you. And I would love to chat with you. So again, you guys put yourself first. Like if you have dreams and goals that you want to go after, like reach out to me, like this is the time to kind of make it about you. I know as moms, it's so easy to be like, okay, one day, one day, one day, one day. And then you're like last on the totem pole, but like really start thinking about yourself. I would love to help you with all of this. All right, you guys, I really hope you enjoy this episode. Dorenda, thank you so much for coming back on the show today. I am excited to be here. Okay. So last time I asked you an icebreaker question and it wasn't about travel because we were just, you know, still kind of hunkered down. But so I want to go back to travel because I'm a travel agent. And I wanted to ask you, where are you dying to travel to now that things are opening back up? Oh, my goodness. Wow. Well, I I just came from across the country because I have grandkids Mm. and family over there. So that was a it was good, but it was a wild trip home. That's (laughs) a whole other story. Um, Let me think here. I, you know, honestly, I Peru sounds really interesting to me. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you think that's somewhere that you'd actually really go to? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. I, I was on a, um, uh, a trip for travel, like a, a work trip and in Turks and Caicos, which is in the Caribbean. And, um, I was talking to another travel agent about Peru and, and she was saying how amazing it is and, um, and whatnot. So it kind of, it got my interest. Like what, what stands out for you? Do you like hiking and stuff like that? I just, I think I've seen pictures mm-hmm. and and thought that what a beautiful place. And yes. I love trying different kinds of food. And it seemed like uh, there was some good, I like healthy food. So yeah, you know, something like that. Yeah. I do think that the Caribbean is also very much, very attractive to me as well. Those beautiful waters <laughs> yes. and those little, little houses that are yeah. on the stilts over the water. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I love the, the Caribbean is amazing. Yeah. If you're looking for super turquoise water, Turks and Caicos is like hands down one of the best places to go. I even did an episode on it just because it's so amazing. And I don't think there's some people that have no idea what I'm saying when I say it. And so I realize I'm like, Oh, not everyone realizes where that is, where I'm familiar with it. But, um, yeah, the water is it, such a blue water. You're kind of like, it almost looks like in pictures, it looks like it's fake. It looks like there's a backdrop. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. So amazing. amazing. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to jump into homeschooling. So I had you on before and, um, but for those that didn't catch that episode, um, I would love for you to share with us again, what your name is, where you live, how many kids you have. And, um, and you can share their ages too, even if they're older, that's still fun. I think for people to kind of hear what stage of life each mom is in. Right. Well, I'm Dorinda Wilson, and I am married to Daryl. We are getting ready to celebrate our 32nd wedding anniversary. We have eight kids, ages 16 to 30, five boys and three girls. Mm. We also have seven grandkids, and we have been homeschooling for over 25 years. And we live in North Carolina. We just moved here about four years ago from Washington State. 
because my husband wanted to move into some other career choice Mm. uh, and decided that vacation rentals was his gig and he loves it. So it's been wonderful. wonderful So you guys do like vacation rentals in North Carolina? Yes. Oh, that's so fun. Okay. Yeah. And five of our kids went with us. So nice. um, Yeah. So we've got three on the other side of the country, but fortunately we we get to see them fairly regularly. So oh, that's great. That's, great. that's awesome. Um, okay. So how about you just kind of go back a little bit and share with us how you got to where you are today? I know that we talked about that before. So, you know, if people didn't catch that, they can kind of just get an idea of, you know, how you have homeschooling in your background and what that has looked like for you. And also how you even came to writing books about homeschooling. Right. Well, you know, I, I wasn't homeschooled. My husband wasn't homeschooled, but when I was a teenager, I picked up a book at a yard sale called Better Late Than Early. I've, I've always found child development interesting. I didn't go to college for it for anything, but I took some took some child development classes in high school and worked with children some, and I just found it interesting. So I picked this book up, and I was as I was reading through it. Now, mind you, I'm just a teenager. I'm not married. I don't have kids, but so much of what this gentleman was saying resonated with my heart for these kids that I didn't even have yet. And so I sort of tucked that away in the back of my mind that, you know, I might, I, he talked a lot about homeschooling. That was the main theme and just about us taking a slow, unhurried approach. And so fast forward, I met my husband and when we decided to get married, I talked to him about homeschooling and he was fully on board. So that was a blessing. And we, uh, so as we started having kids, we decided, you know, we, that was just a thing we were going to do. And then I took this sort of unhurried approach and my husband, he was a little bit like, "Mm," he'd gone to college and everything. And so he had a little more of a academic approach to things. And he said, I said, you know, this is what I'm thinking I'm going to do with the kids. And, And he said, Okay, I, I'm not real sure about it, but you know what? Just go ahead and, and do it. Now, fast forward when we're at homeschool conferences where I speak frequently, he's usually at the table, uh, the vendor table, and he's and he talks to parents all the time. And he is the my the biggest fan of unhurried homeschooling Aww. because he's seeing the results in our kids. And so as our kids started um, into the school years, we just sort of ease them gently into book work and um, continue to do that. And of course, I'm doing this and I'm and I'm not, you know, I don't know if this is going to work or not. So this is back in the 90s. So mm-hmm. there's not a lot of homeschooling information out there, but I knew some people who homeschooled, so that was helpful. But I just went forward with my own, what I felt like God was telling me to do with our kids. But you know, had those periodic moments of doubt where I went, oh my goodness, am I going to completely mess these guys up? And so, but I just, that's the only place that I really had peace. It was the only place where my kids like were thriving is just this more unhurried, relaxed approach. And so then it just was working for our kids. And so we just continued that. And then I saw them just thriving when it came to learning, like they loved learning and they, that love just kept growing, not diminishing. They weren't getting burnt out. That was my big thing as I didn't want to burn them out on learning. So we just, we continued through the years and, you know, then they started to graduate and now I see them as adults and just how beneficial uh, that approach was for our family. And so about Five years ago, I wrote a book called The Unhurried Homeschooler. It's a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling because mm. you know, 
what mom out there has hours yeah. and hours and hours to read, yeah. right? Right. And I just didn't think I had a whole lot to say. Yeah. I just thought, I'm just going to share these basics. And so I did. And that has sold over 30,000 copies, which is, if you don't know anything about the publishing world, that's astounding. That's a lot. Yeah. Yes. Book in five yeah. So um, anyway, so, th- and I just kept getting, you know, messages from moms. Thank you for writing this. I felt this in my heart, but I wasn't sure mm. if this was okay or not. And you've just set me free to do what I feel like is right for our family. So that was, you know, I was just so excited about that. Never planned to write any more books, really. Um, I did write a devotional in between just because that, that was fun for me. Self, both of those were self-published. And then a friend of mine um, just said to me, we're having a conversation about homeschooling and she's in the homeschooling arena too. Ginger Hubbard is her yep. name. But she said to me, um, I, you know, I think you have another book in you. Mm. I said, really? Tell me more. <laughs> so, <laughs> Tell me so more said, about myself. Thank you. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And then she said, I'll hook you up with my literary agent. And so That's awesome. it took a couple of years before everything was ready to present, mm. so kind of, you know, a two to three year process. Yeah. But it, uh, the four-hour school day launched June 29th, mm. and I'm just continuing to get just great feedback and wonderful responses from moms saying very similar things to what they said about the unhurried homeschooler. Only I think the four-hour school day just it's more broad and deep, and I think sometimes we need you know examples so I can tie in mm. and help moms connect how this relationship-based, more unhurried approach to learning has actually benefited our kids as adults and give them, you know, solid examples and, um, and just kind of tie it all together. And so that's just been, it was just, it was a lot of fun to write. And um, I just, you know, I just keep praying. It just goes into the hands of as many parents as, as possible. Yeah. So I want to talk about the four hour uh, school day. What like made you really kind of want to write about that specifically? And how did you come up with the four hour school day? Is that kind of what it looked like for you with your kids that you kind of did four hours and you feel like people are trying to do it too many hours in the day. And you're like, you know what? I like, I need to write a book that people don't need to be doing it all day long. Like where did it all come from? Well, I think it started with just hearing a lot of parents who don't homeschool saying, I, you know, I, I can't spend seven to eight hours a day homeschooling my kids. And, and, and my, and I knew in my mind, you, you don't have to spend that much time because it's efficient and it's effective. And I think uh, actually when I first heard the title, I didn't like it. I thought, mm. ah, I don't know, this sounds, I don't know. I don't know what I didn't like about it. it I think I was afraid that people would expect uh, something very sequential when what I talk about is so relational and it's oh, very much yep. flowing with what is working for your family. Cause some families want to start that their kids thrive starting that academic piece earlier, mm. uh, but most families I know do better easing into it. But all that to say, I wasn't sure about the title for a while. And then I decided, you know what, I think this is one of the first challenges that people face when they're thinking about homeschooling. And I wanted them to know, first off, it doesn't have to take that much time. And so Mm. I want to clarify, some people think four hours with a kindergartner, first grader, that's the max that we spent. That was cool. So when my my children were in kindergarten, first grade, it was like zero to 30 minutes. And I explain all of that in the book, starting from very, very young, from the very, from babies all the way up through high school. I talk about 
um, just the flow and how we can do it in less time. But it's not about, oh, I don't know how to explain it. It's not as much about efficiency or efficiency, mm-hmm. you know, just this and this, and then you'll only have to do it this many, this many hours a day. It's about, listen, here are the reasons it doesn't have to take this long. Because if your child's in a classroom, they're only actually learning a fraction of the time. Right. So you have one-on-one with them. You have a low student-teacher ratio. That's like one of the number one things that they mention when they talk about success uh, when it comes to the education of our mm. kids. Yeah. Is that low student-teacher ratio? Well, you've, even with eight kids, I had a low student-teacher ratio, you know? Right, yeah. And, and then just also family life, how family life and real life teach our kids so much so that as we're living life alongside of each other, they are learning. And I, and I really try to, I, I really bring across, you know, education is so much broader and deeper than we think. We've, we've reduced it to this microscopic idea of math, you know, language arts, reading and right. writing, science and history, and all those are wonderful and they're part of their education. But at the end of the day, when my child can talk to any age, because we go to the grocery store together and we go to the post office together, and my child understands how they learn and they're not afraid to try new things and they're adventuresome and and they know how to be resourceful, you know, all of those things. And, and then this relationship that I have with them, that is wonderful. And I read an article the other day that talked about how when a child has a great relationship with the teacher, they are like, it was like 60 to 70% more successful mm. at their, you know, at their I study. I believe it. Yeah. And I, yeah. Like, you know, that totally makes sense. And all of that is, is just home is such a great place to do that. And the relationship with our kids is such a great place to do that. And so, um, so the four hour school day title, more of a hook, but yeah. definitely about so much more than that inside. And it really, this book is what I love about it is it it's great for people who are thinking about homeschooling, people who are considering it, people who have just decided and people who have been doing it for a long time. Mm. I have the greatest response from veteran homeschool moms mm. who say, I tell moms this, younger moms this all the time, all of these things, but I forget them for myself and I needed to oh, hear them. Yeah. So it was, yeah, yeah so we're encouraged by that. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 So one thing that stood out to me too is like, did you ever do like tutorials and other kind of stuff or did you do everything? Like oh, you were the main person. <laughs> I felt like my job was to facilitate our kids' education. So okay. whatever was going to work for both of us, the mm. best. Okay. So I never stood in front of all of my children and lectured them mm. on lesson. I lectured them, but not on school lessons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you hit your brother? You know that's not yeah. right. <laughs> Character building lectures, but yeah. Well, I never did. It was never that. It wasn't formal like that. It was mm. very relational. It was very flow with everyday life. Um, there are things we need to do as moms. So, what I love about our approach was that morning was directed learning and afternoons were more self-directed. Okay. So they had playtime when they were younger, that was playtime. And as they got older, it was pursuing interests and hobbies and, you know, job shadowing and things like that, that helped them move towards the things that they were really passionate about. So, um, so that's kind of, you know, the gist of 
how our days went. And it just seemed to flow so well from one age to the next. Mm. And so it was just a really great, I think that's what I love about the subtitle is how you and your kids can thrive in the homeschool life. So it's a lifestyle and it's just so conducive to a strong family life, which I am really, really uh, passionate about. Yeah. One thing that stood out to me is, and I think some people might have this struggle is when, um, the mom or it's most likely the mom, but there are dads, but if the parent is having a hard time being the teacher, that it's causing conflict. And sometimes people have to look into, or someone could have, um, special needs and need extra help. Right. So you go into a tutorial or I don't know if you, maybe you get tutors and stuff like that. What would you want to tell those parents that kind of just feel like, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to homeschool. I wanted them to be with me. And, and this isn't working as well. Maybe, maybe it's not all the children. Maybe it's like certain, certain children or one child that there's just this struggle or, you know, and they are, they're like, this isn't like making us happy. Like we're, we're becoming like upset with each other. So the opposite of what you're saying, like what, what thoughts do you have for those people that are kind of feeling like, wow, I, I, you know, I can imagine that those parents might feel like they, kind of suck. Like they're just like, they feel like they're just like, I can't do it. Everybody else can. And I can't. Well, I would look at that situation and say, what you're looking for is redirection. That's not a failure. A failure is only a failure if you don't learn from it. Mm. So you're learning something all the time. Okay. This isn't working for my child. So now it's time to start asking questions. First of all, I would ask myself, do I have issues with this child outside of the schoolwork? Mm. Because sometimes there's a relationship issue yeah, going on and right. that needs to be addressed or yeah. a character issue yes. and that needs to be addressed. Okay. So once you've cleared those off the docket, then you can start um, asking questions like, um, how can I um, include my child in um, just figuring out what's going on here? So mm. come up with some questions and sit down in a relaxed setting, not when you're upset, not when it's there's been a big fail um, at the book work, but a, a, a calm and you know safe and comfortable and you know just a setting with that child alone. Take them out for hot chocolate or mm. whatever, and sit down with them and say, "Hey, listen, I know that we've really been struggling in this one area or in schoolwork or whatever, and I, you know, I just want you to know that." we're a team and Mm. I want to do what's best for you. And and maybe some things here just aren't working for you. So tell me what you don't like about the way we're doing things and tell me what you do like, because that'll help you um, as a parent understand possibly how they learn better or what's maybe too much for them right now. And maybe ask yourself, do they need to learn that thing right now? Do they need to learn it in that way? Is it something they could learn from real life? Is it something they may just learn on their own given enough time? You know, these are all questions we can ask ourselves. And then we're now digging to get to the root of the problem. And so that those are some some things that I would suggest starting with. And again, like you mentioned, don't be afraid to outsource. If it's just something like math, I hate math yeah. and I don't teach it well right? because I don't like it. Right. And, so, <laughs> and so I could do pretty well through about hmm, sixth or seventh grade. Um, but at that point, then either the child, you know, 
my each kid was different. Some loved it, some hated it. And we would figure out how can we do this differently? We would outsource. They could do an online class. They could do an in-person class. They could do, um, do they prefer maybe video versus, you know, my son likes doing a DVD and then um, working in a workbook, actually writing it, not oh, doing it online. Because yeah. right now he's doing geometry and it's really hard to do geometry online. You know, just getting, if you're doing everything online, you need a certain amount of being able to do it on paper to get it as accurate as you want to, because computers can be kind of fussy and programs can be fussy. And so um, that's what he prefers. And so it's just the thing that we're doing all along the way is, is we're not saying we're a failure. We're not saying our kids are a failure because nobody's a failure. We're just learning from this. And we're also teaching our kids how to be resourceful, how to ask themselves questions, how to be self-aware, you know, how to start to recognize, you know what? Audiobooks don't work for me. I can't pay attention. My mind wanders. Okay. So mm. we know now that that's not an option for you. Um, I need to be fiddling with something while I'm doing something else. Those are my, a few of my boys were a little on the ADHD side, total geniuses, totally smart, but they're so smart. They have to be, have more than one thing going at a time. I'm not built that way. So that just never occurred to me that someone would need two things going on in order to learn the one thing that never occurred to me, but by just tuning into my child and asking questions and letting them, you know, going back and forth until we figured it out together, I realized, guess what? Not everyone's like me and that's okay. <laughs> and the boys especially learn very differently. And so I learned a lot about boys and how they roll and just to really appreciate their differences and, and see, you know, what amazing people they are and they're, you know, and, and just understanding them better. And so it's just, it's actually a lot of fun to get to know your kids to that level and to get them to know themselves, you know, like that, to be so self-aware and then to have you as their greatest ally and biggest fan is just, it's just a win-win situation. Yeah. I think it was your last interview I did that I think you were saying, you know, if you're the boys want to read upside down or something, let them read upside oh. down. Was that you? Yes. 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 Yeah. <laughs> it made me think of that when you're saying they have ADHD, they, they're like moving around and, you know, they don't want to sit still. So you're like, yeah, whatever, walk around and read a book. I don't care. Right. <laughs> whatever you need to do. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Well, and one thing too, this kind of like ties into the question I want to ask about kind of cultivating um, independent learning in your child. Um, like, how do you go about that so that it kind of gives also the mom more time, but also to something that stood out to me is like developing more curiosity. I feel like as a whole today, it's so easy for kids to be entertained that right. it's like, they're not learning how to be curious. It's like, cause I think everything's being answered to them so fast, especially if right. they have the web, you know, website or I mean, uh, the internet and stuff like that, um, accessible. And so what stands out to you in regards to helping parents, you know, teaching that, teaching the independence and also helping them to become more curious. Right. Well, I, I started at a very young age, mm. encouraged the independent, independent yeah. learners. So it started out with just, you know, independent playtime. Where oh, they're playing yep. on and I'm not giving them a million resources. I yes. let them dig deep and find their own resources. And to this day, our kids love the challenge of using what they have to okay. do what they want to do. And so this is a huge, I mean, that's a skill. 
And so that it started very young. Now, when it came to their schoolwork, what I did was once they were uh, reading and writing and doing basic math, they knew what they were supposed to do every day. They had to do so many pages in this workbook. They just sat down after breakfast and chores. They sat down during this directed learning time and they just sat down and started their workbooks without me. Now, obviously there's a transition time there because, you know, they start out trying to read directions, right? So I would tell them one of the ways I encouraged them to be independent was as they're, you know, they're just now reading. Okay, now read those directions to me. Okay, so read them out loud. And now tell me what you think they're telling you to do. And then I would know whether they understood the directions or not. So there's a bunch of things happening there. One, they're reading. Two, they're having to actually process what they're reading and then say out to me um, what what they think those directions are saying. There's a whole language arts process going there, a whole communication thing going there that's like pre-writing skills. But it's also learning to read directions and follow them. Mm. Like, I don't know about you, but I see a lot of kids in this culture who don't know how to do that. They can't follow more than two, maybe three directions at a time. Yeah. And that skill can be learned simply by letting them do that themselves from a very young age. Because, you know, the little workbooks they start in are very simple and straightforward. Mm. Yeah. And then slowly the directions get more complicated the older they get. So it makes sense to let them do it. So I would have them read it back to me. Tell me what they thought if they were, you know, wrong, I would say, or maybe partially right. I would say, well, you, you got that part right. But what about this? Reread that again and tell mm. me again what you think it means. It's not helpful if I'm telling them everything. Right. What happens is when they're doing this also, they are owning what they're doing. Mm. That's a deal because you have engaged them so that there's a, there's like, um, there, you know, there's ownership there. Because they're having to participate. You're asking questions. They have to answer them. And all of a sudden, it's not as much your deal as it is their deal. And so it starts in the simplest ways. And uh, so that's how we started. And then I just slowly kept encouraging more and more and more ownership. And and I let them participate in, um, especially if we were having issues with a certain topic, how they wanted to learn it. As they got into high school, before they went into high school, I said, listen, here's here's the deal. When you get into high school, this is going to be your deal. I'm not going to be pushing you, prodding you. I will sit with you and we will figure out, we will look at the transcript. We'll see what goals, um, you know, are there to get that diploma. We'll start working through with a plan. You're going to participate. I let them partic- participate in the plan. Okay, so you've got this science credit you need to earn. How would you like to earn it? And I would present them with three or four options that I thought were a good fit for them that had the kind of, um, you know, for me, it's a biblical worldview. Um, the, the curriculum that I thought was would be good, but it was several options, you know, mm, and so yeah. they, they would choose those options. And as adults, they still say that that was one of their favorite parts about high school is that they oh. got to credits the way they wanted yeah. to. So they could take a class, right? do an online course. They could do a textbook. Um, we could try to work it out so that some of this stuff was hands-on um, if they really had a hands-on kid. So we really tried to um, to fit it to them. My oldest daughter loved animals. So mm. most of her science was animal science. Interesting. Yeah. And so, yeah. So there's just... The, 
you guys, seriously, there are so many great resources out there that there, if there was any time in history when you could do a fabulous job of educating your kids, it's now. We have access to so much. And well, as parents, yeah. you know, you love your kids more than anybody. Yeah. And well, and that is interesting because you were talking about like, I love that you were talking about like your daughter loved animals. And so you kind of geared the science towards that and all that and taking online classes. So, you know, when you're trying to figure out your child's interests and passions um, so that they can enjoy, like, what does that look like? Or what did that look like for you to try to figure that out, especially with your first few kids, right? Like you don't have that rhythm down yet. So you're kind of like, and you don't know that there's a book that is like a four hour, you know, school day <laughs> and you're like, okay, what does this look like? Like, do I need to do more? Do I need to do less? What's happening? And then how much am I letting them kind of um, steer things in regards to what they want to learn? Cause I could see moms out there going, I don't know where to go with this. Like, are, am I letting them control too much? Do I need to make them learn this? I don't know. And, and, and then they just get really overwhelmed and then they kind of just feel paralyzed. Right. So how we approached it was in the uh, elementary years, we focused on just continuing to plot and make progress in math and the things related to language arts. So like spelling, um, not intensive writing, but writing. Um, and what we did was I, I just had them read when they were young, they read and then they would narrate back to me mm. what they read. Um, and then eventually when they started to write, they would write one sentence and then two sentences and then a paragraph and then a couple of paragraphs. And every day I would go over those with them to check for, you know, punctuation, spelling. And I just did it every single day. And that way, you know, we stayed on top of it and I knew exactly where they were. Um, and so that was, that was a big deal being a student of my kids. So that the checking the schoolwork and having those basics covered every day. And then the other things I let them pursue as interested. So I didn't do a set curriculum for history or science in the elementary years, but I had tons of good books laying around. We talked all the time about different things, lots of conversations, you know, maybe they would tell me something they were, you know, doing. And I would say, Oh, well, what do you think about? you know, what do you think about what kind of tree was that, that you were climbing and, you know, just really just tried to engage with what they were already doing instead of trying to thrust things on them. Although I would present things to them, you know, kind of like a buffet, you yeah, know, I'd be like, right. here, here's a whole bunch of options. Are you interested in any of these? Would you like to look at these? And, you know, can, would you want to, you know, maybe go to a museum and see these, these books on dinosaurs. What do you think about going to a museum or whatever? And I would just try to, and there were times I said, well, we're going to do this and you know, you can just see if you like it or not. Yeah. You know, if I, in my, in my gut, like, I think this would be a really good experience for them, but they're dragging their feet and they're acting right. like they're not interested. <laughs> I say, you know what? We're just going to give this a world. We'll call it an experiment. Okay. So we'll go, we'll have this experience and you can tell me what you thought of it and if you liked it. And so, you know, it's just sort of like a dance with yeah, them right, you know, right. and, and trying stuff out and listen to your gut instinct, listen to your intuition as a mom. And that's all I did, you know? And so for our kids, that's what worked. Now, another mom may say, but I love history and I would love to start earlier with history. And I think it could be a really fun way for us to do reading and spelling and writing. I say, go for it because that's probably exactly what you're supposed to do with your kids. You know, um, there's that much freedom in homeschooling. And I think that's what people need to understand. So when our kids got to high school, 
Then we buckled down and they did something very intentional because I felt like at that age, they could really understand um, the, the depth and the breadth of science and how things fit together and tied together in history and how it affects us today and things like that. When they're in second grade, they're not getting any of that, oh, but yeah. they will appreciate maybe reading a story about George Washington. So we're giving them exposure through those years and we're like creating little networks. But as they get into the older years into higher learning, all of a sudden they make the connections and it sticks, you know? So you really have to kind of, it's kind of a faith walk in those early years, but you're just looking at your kids. You're being a student of them. I used to watch and see what do they go for? Like, what are they drawn to? I would leave good mm. books laying around that yeah. had all different topics. Oh, I like that. See what they pick up. Yeah. Go to the library, see what books they tend to grasp and mm. grab and bring to me. And always asking lots of questions like, oh, well, what makes you interested in that? What do you think is cool about that? That is just a, a wonderful way to get right to, at the moment, what they're interested in. And, and what you'll find is they may be interested in something for a day, a week, right. a month. You and it never changes. know. Yep. But you just roll with it. Not everything has to turn into a big deal. Not everything mm -hmm. has to turn into um, you know, a research paper. Yeah, Not a lifelong decision. <laughs> yeah, or a career. Mm -hmm. you know, what's happening is they're learning how to learn and they're learning how they learn. And eventually, as you go through the years and you start moving toward high school, you'll see consistent, consistent things typically that you can look back and go, they always seem to be going back to this. And I wonder if this, this, and this might be interesting to them. And then I can present those ideas to them as they approach high school and, you know, again, experiment. I love high school because it's a time when our kids can experiment with so many different things and they don't have to worry about providing a living, putting a roof over their head. And so if we can just encourage them, hey, you want to try that out? Sure, let's do it. Go for it. And then we find a way to put it on their transcript and give them credit for it. Yeah, I really do love that. And I think we talked about that before. Um, we're almost at the end. And I wanted to ask you um, in regards to kind of guiding the kids into maybe a career. I know you said like some of the things like they're just going to like for a short time, but if you have teenagers, like in high school, and they are, you're noticing a pattern. Is there something that you really found to be successful in regards to helping them guide um, them to go in that direction that you're like, wow, I'm so glad we did this because this is something they really wanted? Or do you feel like personalities play into it that like, like you could have done that with one and it didn't really matter. Um, and, and the other person was like, yes, this did really work well. Cause I do feel like people are kind of like, okay, I do want to guide them, especially when it's homeschool because it's so personalized. So I could really see moms thinking like, how can I best set them up that they have the best I idea? And obviously they could change once they go to college, but the best idea on what they might be interested in, because I think a lot of times kids have no clue. Like they're just like, I don't really know what I want to do. Well, I think sometimes there's so many online um, little tests you can take to sort of help um, kind of whittle it down to some certain areas. I like personality tests, but there's career tests that just oh, okay. kind of, do you like this? Do you enjoy that? All those questions that you, mm. we might not think that detailed on and they're free and they're online. It's fantastic. Um, the other thing that I did was like our son, uh, was interested in physical therapy. And he actually did two years of anatomy, like 
seventh and eighth grade. He actually went through an anatomy book twice. Oh, wow. So interested in it and was so convinced he wanted to be a physical therapist. Mm. And his reasons for doing it is he wanted to work with kids. He loves kids and he wanted to help kids who were having physical issues. And so we got into high school and he's still heading this direction. And I said, you know what? What do you think about job shadowing? And he said, I think that's a good idea. And I said, that way you can kind of really, really find out what does the job entail and if you actually really like it. And so we got him, I called a local physical therapy office. And this is the beauty of homeschooling. You've got this flexibility. And when you call people who are, um, you know, in, in their different professions and say, hey, I've got a young person who's interested, they, I've never had one person be negative mm. or not help. Yeah. So it's wonderful because they think, oh, look, somebody who's actually like motivated and wants yeah, to learn. Right. So they said, yeah, this, this physical therapy office, we love to have him. So he went in there, he did it for, oh, a few couple of weeks, I think. And when it was all done, I said, okay, so tell me what you think. And he said, I don't want to do that. And I said, what? What? Why not? He said, mom, I thought I was going to actually be working with patients most of the time. And it turns out that 80% of it is paperwork. He said, I'm not interested in paperwork. And I said, okay, well, that's good to know. And, and, you know, imagine if we just continued to move forward and he'd gone to college for seven years and been in debt, um, thinking this is something he really wanted yeah, to do and right. started the job and hated it. Wow. So that's what I love about homeschooling is we get to say here, how about this experience? Um, what about this experience? Do you want to try this out and see if you like this thing? We had a son who was interested in law enforcement. So we had a law enforcement officer over one of the families we knew the dad was mm -hmm. in law enforcement and he had, and our son had his list of questions ready and he just fired questions at him and he <laughs> happily answered. And so, you know, there's just so many options, so many different ways that you can um, work towards that. Yeah. I really like that. I'm curious, what did the son go for? The one that wanted to be a PT um, at the beginning? Turns out he loves tech work, IT work. Oh, so okay. My How, podcast and uh, does all my oh, website. Oh, yeah. How did yeah. he figure that out? Was it college? Um, he he actually went to one quarter of college and he said, this is a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> he said they are so far behind when it, they can't keep up tech wise. Yes. Oh, not for sure. So I he's mean, like, yeah. I am better off yes. going um, on from YouTube, <laughs> getting cert certifications. That's what he does. This kid yeah. is the most resourceful kid kid I've ever oh, met. Oh yeah, and he's constantly learning new I things. And he's actually been offered a part time job somewhere else at a, mm. an IT place. And that's so cool. Anyway, yeah. So. That's what he ended up doing. Yeah. And see, like even that, he knew what he wanted and he knew that college is not really like, it's not set up for how fast that turns. I mean, even Instagram, you know, they're pushing reels instead of stories. Yeah. I mean, you're just yeah. kind of like, who is staying on top of this? Like, right. you, like that's why there are, that's why there are people who do this for a living because yeah. they yeah. have to stay on top right. of it. And you're not right. going to learn that in college. So, not. and you know, where it really started for him was he did digital music. Oh, okay. And yeah. so that was something he just loved and was passionate about. And part of me was kind of like, can this go anywhere? Can yeah. you make me <laughs> but it turns out he actually did make, he does make some money on it. And oh, cool. but he also his, his, I, his tech skills are just, he's got mad tech skills from that. And that's he awesome. 
So yeah. Yeah. That is really cool. Those hobbies turn into feeding into what they do for a, a career. Yeah. I love that. That is really neat. And I think that helps to hear that because I think you may be nervous that your kids may go in that direction, but then like hearing somebody go to college, be like, this is really kind of a waste of money mm-hmm. and time and take that chance to be like, yeah, like let's do something different. So Dorinda, yeah. we're at the end of the show, but I wanted to just have you end on if there's just parents that are kind of like, I'm just trying to make this homeschool thing work, or they're thinking about homeschool and they're just like, I just don't really know. Like, I, I just don't know if I can do it. What encouragement or advice would you like to give those moms? Oh, I think the biggest thing I could tell you is that you are more qualified than you realize. Mm. And I talk about this in the book. There is a lot of affirmation in the four hour school day. And because at the end of the day, no one loves your kids more than you do. Yeah, No one is more invested in their lives and in their future than you are. And to me, it only makes sense that you'd be the one to facilitate their education. And when I say facilitate, you know, you figure out with your kids what's going to work best. If we need to outsource, go to a class, do a textbook, you know, whatever, you know your kid. And and as you homeschool, you're going to get to know them even better. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I can say from where I'm sitting right now, Um, One of the greatest things that we walked away with was a strong, cohesive family. I always say our kids, we still, we have a great relationship with all eight of our kids. Mm. And at the end of the day, we are there for each other and we're not up in each other's business. I always say they care about what we think, but not more than they should. They're living their lives. But there is a huge, strong family support that is just unbeatable. And I I believe it's because we spent so much time together over those years building a strong family life. I love that. That is so great. I mean, and I think that so many people would love to have that. So just hearing you say that and you have eight kids and you feel that way, um, you're not like, well, I feel that way about two. <laughs> so that that is really encouraging and I love it. So Dorinda, thank you so much for coming back on the show. It was so awesome talking to you with again, talking to you again. And I just feel like this really will um, encourage moms to kind of just take a look at how they're homeschooling if they already are, or if they've been on the fence that, you know, that this might be really a good fit for them. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, you guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And again, if you are interested in coaching with me and you want to see if this is a good fit and you want to try that 30 minute free consultation, go ahead and email me at amber at mominspiredshow.com and set that up today. And I would love to help you kind of figure out your goals or figure out like what your next step is. Maybe you're a little bit like, I don't have enough confidence or I have too much self-doubt. I don't know if I can even do this. Um, that is what I have been equipped with, um, for going to, um, you know, getting my certification and just learning the things that I learned and I get to pass that on to all of you guys. So I would love to help you beyond the podcast. So make sure to reach out to me and I'll see you next week.